everyone. This week, Netflix announced that they bought the Royal Doll Company, but we'll break down why this may not be the game-changing deal like everyone thinks it is. By the end of this episode, you'll be able to say, now I get it. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evelyn. And I'm Matt. And Evelyn, tell me more about this Netflix deal. Yeah, so yesterday Netflix said that they were buying Roald Dahl, the company behind our childhood favorites, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, The Witches. But what's interesting about this deal is it's not just the, the movies, it's literally the companies, including all 26 employees, a production budget of $1 billion, and any future ideas that they want to do with the IP. Got it. So they're buying IP or the characters. They're not licensing content like they historically have done. That's correct. And I think, you know, we have to think about that Disney Plus, a new streaming service that popped up during COVID, has earned half of Netflix subscribers in only a quarter amount of the time. So I feel like this is straight out of Disney playbook, where once you have the IP, uh, such as Disney buying Pixar, uh, Marvel, you know, Lucasfilms, you can do whatever you want with it because content is king. Yeah, I think the one thing I would question about this for Netflix, though, is they acquired Miller World, which was a comic book publishing house in 2017. And I mean, I have not seen a new comic book franchise in the last few years. Have you, Evelyn? Miller what? Miller who? (laughs) No, I didn't even know about that deal, Matt. So I think it's just for me, it's a question of like, okay, so they have the IP, but can they exploit it the same way that a large diversified media company can? Because I even heard that Netflix is working with partners, I think you mentioned Evelyn, um, Sony, for example, to help stand up the Matilda, the musical franchise. And that just tells me that Netflix needs support to kind of open up these new lines of business where people might go see things in person versus on their TV screens. You know, you're right. Netflix did say they have these big ideas about launching future uh, 19, I think, TV shows, films, stage shows and live experiences. But can you imagine that Netflix employee who, you know, falls on their lap that they have to be working on Matilda the musical? Like what theatrical department is there that they can pass that to? You know, what- leadership opportunity. <laughs> very true. Very true. Everyone go check LinkedIn now. Um, but it's it's true, right? Like what parks department does Netflix have? You know, if we're really once again comparing them to the Disney playbook of offering an opportunity for your fans to engage with you outside the living room. Yeah, and I think that's that's why I'm taking a wait and see approach because again, Netflix is great at licensing content and always having something for you to watch on TV. What they haven't demonstrated as of late is an ability to take that IP and generate the same value that their competitors can around live experiences or just new franchises that people come back to over and over. So count me skeptical for now. (laughs) Well, obviously, I agree with you as well, Matt. Well, listeners, hopefully you can understand why Matt and I are both in hesitant and in a wait and see mode for all of these buzzy headlines. Please let us know if you agree or disagree, though. We'd love to hear from you. See you in our email inbox or DMs. See you next time.